Welcome back to the Buffalo Blitz right here on the built-in Buffalo Network. Guys, welcome back to our main source of views, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And I appreciate everyone liking and subscribing to the channel. Built-in Buffalo does great things, not just on our live shows, but builtinbuffalonews.com, um, on Twitter, on Instagram. All the content that we produce is absolutely incredible. And make sure you guys follow Built in Buffalo on every single platform. But Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are our main. And then our live shows every Wednesday. Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday. So I appreciate you guys coming on. As always, the comment section is open. We love interacting with people via the comment section. Drop a comment. Uh, tonight we were talking about the prime time games that the Bills will be having this year after the schedule is dropped. But if you guys want to drop some comments about anything, questions, we'll, we'll always answer it. And that's just what we do here. So we're going to bring on our guest. Um, tonight we are having another special guest, Sterling Faroe from Buffalo Rubbling. So let's bring him on. What is up, Sterling? How are we doing tonight, man? What's up, Peter, man? It's it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I'm, re I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, guys, Sterling Faroe, obviously part of Buffalo Rumblings, which is another Bills network. So obviously, always check out Buffalo Rumblings. They do some great stuff um, as well. But I just want to, before we obviously dive into today's topic, um, obviously, as you guys know, what happened over the weekend in Buffalo, um, 10 tragic deaths at a shooting in uh, Tops at the grocery store in to uh, called Tops in Buffalo. Obviously, that was a super tragic event. Obviously, our condolences from Sterling, from me, and obviously Built in Buffalo, obviously Buffalo Rumblings as well, to the families and to everybody that was involved in uh, the massacre. It was, obviously, it was a horrible situation. Obviously, hopefully, we can give you guys a platform for just an hour, a little over an hour, to obviously maybe get away from reality, talk about some bills, because obviously, that is what sports are. And uh, sports are kind of a a venture away from our reality. So we're just going to uh, take a second. Obviously, um, it was obviously super sad, obviously super tragic, and just our condolences from me, from Sterling, um, to the 10 victims and the 10 victims' families. What uh, It was just super horrific. And obviously what we did, the Bill and Sterling, you can talk about it for a second, but what the Bills did today as a team, um, as a community, was uh, was really touching to see them support the community in such a great way. Yeah, man, it's it's good to see, you know, the your beloved team kind of take a stand, right? You know, they had T-shirts, they and the, every every player was represented there. Uh, I mean, I, I think those are the necessary steps that need to be taken by organizations such as the Buffalo Bills and the NFL in general. Uh, you know, we we've seen the NFL kind of be not as proactive as they need to be on some social act um, avenues, and so to see them actually, you know be be there for the community i think man that's a step in the right direction but most importantly i think just the conversations between you and me and everybody else uh those are the things that that enforce change right and so at the end of the day you know despite color or what we believe we're all just people at the end of the day and uh hate is never ever the answer I completely agree, and obviously, obviously, we're going to transition to obviously our topic, and we're going to be talking about the Bills' primetime games. But if you guys ever want to drop a comment, any questions about it, we'll feel free to answer. Obviously, you can comment, drop questions about the topic. But Built in Buffalo is always here for everyone. If you ever want to reach out, um, I know uh, T from Built in Buffalo was only uh, works a couple blocks away um, from tops. So obviously that hit her home and uh, hit her hard. And obviously she has her show tomorrow and then she'll be talking about that. Um, so if you guys want to reach out to built in Buffalo, I know Sterling will, his message, his messages are always open to talk about stuff. I'm always open to talk about stuff, Buffalo rumblings and obviously, um, all of that. So as we move on to the topic for tonight's episode, 
week one, the Buffalo Bills will be traveling to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion on Thursday Night Football. This is, was rumored for a couple weeks, kind of leading up to the NFL's announcement of the game. So, um, Sterling, just give me your initial thoughts of just the announcement in the game, and we can have a break it down for a couple minutes here. I mean, we, you know, beginning of the offseason, it was one of those games where before we knew Bills fans, we thought, okay, there's a strong possibility that, that the Bills would play the Rams open the day, right? Exactly. And, and and we got, you know, kind of a, a taste of the schedule leak that the Bills were playing at home on Monday Night Football. So we kind of just thought, all right, it's not going to happen. And lo and behold, the Bills are playing back-to-back primetime games. And so when I look at this game, you know, it's it's exciting, man. You know, Von Miller getting there, going to get his ring. Uh, it's uh, I do think the Bills are going to win this game. But at the end of the day, I, I think it's going to be a, a good test to see where uh, you know, the secondary is for the Bills. You know, Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson are probably going to be your starting cornerbacks going up against Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, so I, I think it's going to be very interesting. Can the offensive line hold up uh, to Aaron Donald and, and uh, Wagner? I mean, it, it's 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 going to be great. And then you got Stefan Diggs, right, going up against yeah. Jalen Ramsey. And then here's the thing that a lot of people are just because Stafford, they won a Super Bowl. But this is still the same Matt Stafford that we're kind of like he's hit or miss most of the time. You know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. never a string of consistent play. So I, I do think the Bills are going to win this game convincingly, at least by a touchdown. Yeah, look, the matchups are obviously incredible in this game. And obviously, that's one of the reasons this game was on Thursday Night Football. But another reason is the Bills are probably or not probably have the best odds to most people's like DraftKings, FanDuel, et cetera, to win the Super Bowl. And then the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions. But like you said, Trey White won't – I would say he's not going to be in the game. Like, look, right, yeah. we can exactly. speculate. We can speculate. People like, well, he's he's progressing, right. And obviously, but McDermott and Bean are not going to tell you exactly what's going on. They're not going to, like, just like, like – you know, here's a blueprint for what Trey White's doing right now. And they're not going to, like, lay it out for you because why would they? Like, they don't really care enough about, like, our opinion, all that stuff. So <laughs> not having Trey White in the game. That's going to be very interesting because you have Dane Jackson, Kyrie Lam, obviously uh, Taron Johnson in the slot, but you're going up against a pretty good receiving core. You have Cooper Cup, best receiver in the NFL last year. I'm not saying he's the best receiver right now, but he was the best receiver statistically in the NFL, and we saw that in the second half of that Super Bowl. Odo Beckham Jr. is not on the team anymore. I was going to say go to Allen Robinson, who's right. having a huge bounce back here, Van Jefferson, and this team's super talented. And then on the other side, Diggs, Ramsey. Look, the matchups are going to be crazy. Um the funny thing is, well, obviously, it's in L.A., but how many Bills fans are Like the, the Bills fans in L.A., because the Rams always have trouble um, getting a lot of Rams fans to go to their games. Like, that's just not a thing for them. So, like, what do you like? What are your expectations, like, Bills fans there? Like, how many are we thinking? Like, not, I don't think of a number, but Bill, there's going to be a lot of Bills Mafia there. Yeah, I mean, the Bills travel well. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just the way. That, I mean, they talk about diehard fan base. I mean, it really... If you look at NFL franchises, the Bills are top three in terms of just crazed fans. You know, I mean, you got though Dallas up there, the Steelers are up there, the Packers, Bills. I mean, you know, so the the Bills Mafia is going to be strong in there. You know, and, and I would assume that LA fans are just figuring out how to pay for gas just to get to the game because <laughs> gas is like seven dollars right now out there. So you know, they already they already got their string of issues, man. But Bill Bills Mafia is going to be well represented for sure. No, yeah, and look, the game, obviously, Thursday Night Football, 
It's going to be incredible. Obviously, they'll be raising the banner, get all the rings, all that fun stuff, fun stuff. But it's also an opportunity for the Bills to obviously come out swinging the first game of the year because if you win that game decisively, like if you dominate that game, the talk about you is going to be through the roof. You just not smoked, but you dominated a, the Super Bowl champion on the road. Like the the, the, the amount of conversation that that Friday morning that uh, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, us, all that stuff will be talking about how dominant the Bills were. That's something that you can do because if you lay an egg on Thursday Night Football, look, it's not the end of the world. The Bills laid an egg their week one against the Steelers, and they saw it a very successful year. Obviously, it didn't end the way, but they had a, a solid year. It, it's just super interesting because we don't – we're not strong. We're not used to this. Like We're really not used to, one, people talking about us a lot because it just doesn't happen with the Bills. And two, we were picked – to play a Thursday night game to open the season on the road against a Super Bowl champion. We weren't just like a throw-in. Like, this was the matchup that the NFL wanted. Yeah, I mean, you got arguably the best quarterback in the league. I mean, there's Patrick Mahomes, there's Josh Allen. You pick, take your pick who's better one day or the other. Uh, and, and the performance that Josh Allen put on the Chiefs, you know, uh, had he got back on the field, you know, they, they would have won that game. And we, we all know that. It's not a, being a homer. It's just the way it was. I mean, Josh Allen was just unstoppable in the playoffs. So, you know, the, at the end of the day, we know the NFL is about matchups and they're about making money, right? And so you, you're you putting, you know, the, the best quarterback in the league against the defending Super Bowl champion, first game out the gate. I mean, it's exciting. And, and to your point, you know, yeah, it feels, you know how they say, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Like it just, it feels good <laughs> to be a Buffalo Bills fan because We've never really had this spotlight. Like you and I were talking before the show, you know, you weren't around in the nineties. No. I was, but I was a little kid at that point. So uh, just to see like, you know, how the bills have kind of come from, you know, just being trash in the nineties outside of the four Super Bowl seasons, they were just garbage in the two thousands, just trash uh, to see them on the national platform is, is just cool to see, man. It, it's really awesome. Yeah, and look, I, I wrote in my article, I did, broke down each each of the primetime games. I ended with the article with the stars will be shining bright in this matchup, and we expect to see many fireworks. Like, this game is going to be exciting, and you're going to have two high-powered offenses versus two high-powered defenses. But you're right, Matthew Stafford, is he still the same old Matthew Stafford? Obviously, they won the Super Bowl. Um, and I think, like, look, the Bills are the better team. The Bills have the better roster. I think they're the better quarterback. Obviously, Sean McVay, Sean McVay, I think, is better than McDermott. But look. I think the biggest thing for the Bills, and obviously we don't have to go crazy into it, is how do they match up with their secondary? Because you're not having Trey White. You're gonna you're you're gonna ask a lot for Dane Jackson and Kyrie Wam to go up against some very very good receivers in Van Jefferson, in Allen Robinson, and Cooper Cup. Like I think that's super interesting because I think if Trey White was gonna play, and he might, but we're not. He's really probably not gonna. I think I'd feel a little more comfortable in this game. Yeah, I mean, the matchup-wise, I think it's a great matchup for, for both these squads. But the thing about – one of the things you got to evaluate is when you're coming off a Super Bowl win like that, um, man, there's there 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 is – I feel like there's a little bit of uh, – we've, we've, we got to the top of the mountain. How hungry are the Rams going to be coming in this game, coming into this season? Are they, are they going to be hungry? And that's, that's a valid concern, right? Um, you know – they, I, I do think they have the veteran leadership to, to get everybody hyped and ready to play, but you went to the top of the mountain, you got there. So for the Bills, it's a totally it's opposite. I mean, the Bills are are very much trying to get where the Rams were. 
just like, you know, the other 31 NFL teams in the league. So, um, and, and Josh Allen, I mean, he's, he's hungry. Like yeah, yeah. how many disappointing losses are we going to go through? Uh, I can't, for, I can't the <laughs> Right, right, right. So, I mean, I'm just speaking to Josh Allen and particularly, you know, losing twice to the, uh, to the chiefs and that game in overtime to the freaking Texans. So, these guys are going to be ready to play, man. I just think that the Bills are on another level. I mean, when you talk about matchup-wise, I mean, you you got two young guys in the secondary, but the cool thing is you're you're backed by two all-pro safeties. Yeah, that's right? yeah, exactly. That's Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, and they're, they're not going to be tasked to play a lot of man defense, right? They're, it's going to be a lot of zone concepts. So, to keep, I mean, because you still have to, just like with Levi Wallace, I feel like you, they're going to have to roll coverage maybe to help out Dane Jackson a little bit over top, right? So I think that's where Micah Hyde is going to come into play. Um, but Kyrie Elam is, I think, you know, best matchup wise, I put him on Allen Robinson because, I, yes. you know, he, you know, one of the thing calling cards for Kyrie Elam is that where he can play press man coverage, right? And he's adept at playing those bigger, stronger receivers. And so Allen Robinson, even though he was injured and he played for the Bears, you have, people still need to recognize that Allen Robinson is still that dude. He is still a viable uh, wide receiver that can make plays. And then in the slot, Taron Johnson, Van Jefferson, that's going to be a really, really good matchup. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that, you know, from a secondary standpoint. Yeah, look, well, and before we move on to the Titans game, having Micah Hyde and having Jordan Poyer obviously is huge. And having the Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier defense, having it be a zone scheme defense basically helps you a lot because it kind of not, not minimizes or like covers up the weaknesses in the corner corners but it will help dane jackson kairi alam obviously develop and get a little um get used to the the the, the speed and the physicality of playing up against some very good receivers and they're gonna have to because trey white coming back is we don't know and when even when trey white comes back it's not like right. here people always like when the trey white comes back like we're good look if they both if kairi alam struggles and dane jackson struggles we're not good like right. not like it's it's you can mask it with very good secondary play from this uh, the safeties and obviously Trey White and Taron Johnson, but you're gonna need those both of them at least one to contribute significantly down the stretch in the season. And there's one more thing that I'd mention about this game is you know we we see McVeigh they kind of use a lot of jet motion jet action behind the line of scrimmage window dressing and so forth. They don't have Robert Woods anymore, so who's gonna take that role? Yeah, for them in the yeah. offense. I don't I don't think that's not Cooper Cup's role. I mean I know no. you want to get him in you know, kind of on the move, kind of get him in a slot so he can kind of do his thing. But outside of that, I mean, you're not going to ask Allen Robinson to do that. So so I'm curious to see who's going to take that Robert Woods kind of role in the offense uh, in terms of wide receiver. No, I completely agree. Guys, well, always listen to Dave. Sorry for if we had some technical difficulties here. It, it happens. Nothing you can do about it. Uh, smash that like for uh, Peter and Stone. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Also, if you guys want to comment, drop some comments as well. We'll try, hopefully, to try to get to them and drop some questions and opinions, and we'll try to get to them as best as best as we can and best as possible. So we're going to be moving on, and we're going to move on to week two, Monday Night Football. This is the game I'm most excited for because I am freaking tired, and I'm sick and tired of the Titans. One, just be existing and just beating us two two years in a row. And not obviously two years was a little more dominating, but this past year was gut wrenching because Josh Allen got stopped at 
the goal line. And uh, you could blame Josh Allen didn't get enough leverage. The Deion Dawkins and who was that left? Was it Fushiano was that left guard? Who was the uh, it was Dawkins and some I, other was it, it was yeah, you know what I'm talking about? How they got just yeah, pushed back. Yeah. They got destroyed at the line. Jeffrey Simmons is just a so, beast. Yeah, so we don't want that to ha- we don't want that to happen again. Look, Tennessee has very they look very different this year. You lose AJ Brown, obviously. You bring in Traylon Burks. You still have Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill with all the comments about uh, Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. Like the Titans are still a good team. They're not better than the Bills. Like that's just not even I don't think that's a conversation. But they beat us two years in a row. So we ha- they they deserve our respect. Um, quickly, strong, not quickly, but strong. Give me your thoughts on this because I, I'm kind of tired of the Titans. <laughs> well, I am too, man. They get on my damn nerves, and I'm from Tennessee, so you know, I, I, I got to see the Music City yeah. Miracle. I'm dating myself. I'm old, but I got to see the Music City Miracle at home. You know, Nashville was only from Chattanooga is only like uh, two and a half hours away, so it's not that far away. But you know, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see this game. I want to know. This is a good test for the run defense. See how far along they've come you know we we talk about guys like tim settle ed oliver you know jordan phillips who's not much of a run defender but you know the bills kind of reinforced that defensive line up front in terms of uh in the middle you know you got um daquan jones is actually a really good you know two gap setting defensive tackle right so this is where i want to see if the defense defensive line can really hold up free up matt milano tremaine edmonds terrell bernard to really you know put a stymie on this running game and Derrick Henry. And I got to say, Traylon Burks, I, I mean, I, he, I, I ain't worried about Traylon Burks. No, he, you no. know, this would be a second week in the league, right? I, I really do feel like Kyrie Elam can, can handle whatever he's going to be throwing at him. Robert Woods is going to, you know, he plays for the Titans now. So we're going to see how they're going to incorporate him in their offense. But I, I, Ron Tannehill at the end of the day is a quarterback and, and, and he doesn't scare me at all. And I'm sure he doesn't He doesn't scare the Buffalo Bills secondary in defense. So as long as you have Ryan Tannehill back there, and I think, you know, we're already starting to see the wear and tear that's happening to Derrick Henry. I mean, this guy carries the ball a ton every single year. And this is the first time. I mean, it's crazy, but this is the first time that he was actually injured, right? So, you know, how much workload are, are – I'm sure he's ready to play. But how much workload do can they, you know, anticipate having Derrick Henry be the bell cow of this offense, 25, 30 carries a game, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start wearing on them. So they're going to have to figure out how they're going to attack defenses, you know, not just in the run game, but you can only do so much play action pass over and over again before, you know, these defenses start to catch up. I like Traylon Burks. I like him a lot. But two weeks into the year, it's a lot to ask for a young kid to be the number one receiver. I know they brought in Robert Woods, but he's not a like a legit go up and get him. Not a no, not a number one receiver. Look, I we love Bobby Woods. He's he's a Bills guy. Like that's just yeah. our guy. But doesn't mean we have to just be in love with him. Like, he's a very good, very good receiver, but he isn't the number one. And I think having Traylon Burks come in, I think Traylon Burks is gonna be very good. But you're asking a lot to replace AJ Brown, who has given us a little bit of problems over uh the years. I think the Bills secondary or the Bills defense will not be scared of the passing game. Week two of the season. Look, could the Titans passing defense be very good week 12 to 14? That's 100% could be a thing. Teams usually get better. A really good teams get better from week one to week 17, week 18. But that's not really our problem unless we see them in the playoffs. Week two, which I think is a good time to get 
these type of teams. Like, get the Chiefs early on, get the Titans early on, and maybe even the Rams. They're bringing in a new receiver, Allen Robinson. It takes a little while to get like acquitted with um your new quarterback, your new system, and all that stuff. Training camp can only do so much, and preseason uh, for these starters are half the time useless, in my opinion. So if the Bills can stop the run, and I think they do, DeQuan Jones and Tim Settle, you got two two big boys up front. You got two. 300-pound guys that are just going to clog the lane. You have Von Mill, obviously, that's off the edge. But I think, like I talked about this last week with Matt, that Daquan Jones and Tim Settle will help Tremaine Edmonds, help Matt Milano, like you said, help Terrell Bernard, because it just doesn't – you're not going to have running backs running through the gaps untouched. Like, we just can't right. have that again. Like, right. John Taylor with Derrick Henry. So, I think having two big boys up front, and we're going to call them big boys, because those Tim Settle and Daquan Jones are – big guys freeze up at Oliver. This game should look a lot different. It's in Buffalo. I don't, I'm not scared of the Titans defense. Like, I don't think that we, we saw last year that we weren't scared of the Titans defense. If it wasn't for maybe not being able to stop, the, not even the run, but like the defense wasn't excellent in that Titans game. Like, yeah, I would say the defense wasn't good and Josh Allen gets over. We win the game. Kind of right. And, and I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think the Bills are going to be playing a lot of base nickel that game. And I think that's why they go out and they get to a Bernard. Now he's not, he's not a run stopping outside linebacker by any means, but no. what, what he, what he can do well is shoot gaps. And, and when he's in the proximity, he can finish the tackle. Right. So the Bills didn't have that kind of athleticism in AJ Klein. Right. So, no, you know, you're going to, you're going to see Terrell Bernard, in my opinion, play that Shaq Thompson role for that defense. So I think we do see, you know, the Bills go back to, or you, you want to call it Buffalo nickel, or you want to call it, you know, a base 4-3 defense with that third linebacker there. Uh, that's going to be able to help, you know, this uh, these linebackers and this defensive line kind of get in gear. But, you know, and, and I, I was talking about this on my show, but Ed Oliver, <clears throat> I'm expecting him to have a monster season this 100%, 100%. year. Uh, you know, not only is Ed Oliver adept at rushing the passer, but you we've continually seen him get better uh, winning his one-on-ones and stopping the run. Gregory Rousseau is a guy that we're not talking enough about in terms of his ability to stop the run. I mean, he was the Bills' best run defender last season on the defensive yeah. line, right? And yeah. we, you know, we don't talk about that enough. But nobody does. And then you know, our, our guy Von Miller. How how much of the you know percentage of snaps is he going to play? Is he are they going to put him out there eighty percent of the snaps like he's been playing or around seventy percent? So if I had to take a guess of what. Von Miller's snap count's going to be, I, I want to say anywhere between 65 to 75%. I think that's where, I, I think that's a really good sweet spot for him in, in his career. Um, but anytime on third down, you're going to see him out there for sure. But he's also a really good run defender. So I, I don't want to see Derrick Henry get through the mud and then he's on the second level and he's taking off. Like no, that kind of done. stuff, we got to nip that in the bud. Yeah. But And I, I think that, I think that's done with, I think the, the, the Quan Jones, with the Tim Settle, the Bills don't want to see this. And I had to bring this comment up. cost me $200. I think he's referring. I think, Jim, I think you're referring to the Josh Allen not getting in. Tough. That's a tough night, man. I'm not going to support. Tough. Obviously, we don't, we don't promote gambling and all that stuff. But it's legalized, basically, in a lot of places. And, and NFL is in bed with gambling. So, um, <laughs> there they are. It cost me $200. That's a tough. That's a tough night. And I feel like a lot of people listening have, have been there. Um can we stop the run game this year? We'll, we'll be able to cover without Trey 100%. Can our offense flourish with new OC? Can we stop the run game this year? We talked about it. I think the run defense will be improvement. I think we'd be able to cover with Trey because I think we talked about this earlier, showing how they run a lot of scheme fit, a zone scheme fit. They have two all-pro safeties 
McDermott and Fre- McDermott, if like there's one thing McDermott is great at, like obviously he's a very good NFL coach, the secondary or especially cornerbacks. Leave a while, he's got a second con- contract as an undrafted free agent. Like how many times does that really happen for a lot of guys? So I think I think that we'll be fine, and we're not going to dive into the OC, but I expect the Bills' offense to. Uh, I don't know your thoughts, John. I think the Bills' offense will be humming. Maybe not week one or two because you got to get early, but the Bills' offense will be fine. Yeah, as far as, you know, will they be able to cover without Trey? I mean, you know, I think offenses with speed on the outside is going to give them trouble until Trey gets back, um, you know. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, if we're talking about the the Titans specifically, I think this is a great matchup for the corners because they don't Ooh. have to really worry about anybody that's going to just blow the top off a of defense, right? Or is really good at a release package and get in and out of breaks and so forth. So I'm not saying Robert Woods can't run routes. I'm just saying he's not, you know, like, you know, he's not Tyreek Hill no, no. or Jalen Waddle and some of these other guys. He's coming off an ACL. Right. He's, right. He's coming off. Will he be even? I think he'll be ready. That was an early. He'll be ready, right? Maybe. You never know. So I feel like nobody's talking about that. Yeah. And he'll be coming off an ACL. Henry might be on a Snapchat. Henry's coming off a. Henry's coming off an injury, so they don't probably don't want to. And, and you know what? And it's not even off coming off an injury. I don't think the Titans want to see what happened at the end of the year again, like drive him into the ground. We right. Do. Like they don't, they're going to need Derrick Henry if the Titans, obviously they have super well aspirations, but want to make a win the division and want to make a playoff push. They're going to need Derrick Henry because that's their heart and soul of their offense. They don't want to come week 15, week 16, and he is shot. They don't want that. So, which helps the Bills. Obviously, that's why we're talking about it because it's week two. Talking about the Bills. Um, Bernard's very good for tackles for loss. I agree, Izzy. I love you, Izzy. Appreciate you hopping in. And Shaq Lawson, that's that's not a lot of people talk about Shaq Lawson, but yeah, Shaq Lawson's a very, very underrated and he edge addition. And he's also kind of playing for another contract. So, I think he's going to have a lot of motivation to perform. I agree with that. I agree with that. Shaq, yeah. Shaq Lawson, I mean, I think we the league knows what Shaq Lawson is at this point. Uh, but yeah, he is a really good, he's a good edge run defender. Yes. Um, and, and you know, I, I think it was one of those things where he it's an underrated signing. I don't know his longevity in Buffalo. I think you can keep signing him on a one-year deal or you know, two-year deal for, yeah. for, for low cost. I think that's gonna suit him well. But I think, you know, as much as we talk about Von Miller. Uh, being on the team, I, I think having a guy like Shaq Lawson with just enough athleticism to cause disruption to to, to teams, you know, quarterbacks kind of, you know, when we lose contain on the outside, we just Jerry Hughes, I'm sorry, was not great at containing, you know, the edge. He just wasn't later in his career. I think you you insert a guy uh, like Shaq Lawson and mop duty. I, I think that's going to pay dividends for this defense moving forward. I love you, Izzy. Guys, Izzy, Sunday's Red Zone Report. Always check him out in Built in Buffalo. And what's up, Gerard? Appreciate you coming in and chiming with us. We're going to be moving on to – we're gonna. this is about a, a six, seven-week layoff for primetime games, which I like. I kind of like the 1 o'clock games. I'm, yeah. And I know people love the primetime and all that stuff, but I got schoolwork to do. I got stuff to do. I got like, everybody's jobs and all that stuff. I, I don't mind the 1 o'clock games, but it also gives me the chance to, like, just relax at 1 o'clock, kind of just sit back. Um, and watch some football, but I don't hate the one o'clock. But we're moving on to week eight Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. Every primetime game, maybe outside the Patriots, because I don't think the Patriots match up really well with the Bills, uh, talent wise, but it's the Patriots, so it's always exciting. But this game is incredible. Um, in the sense, you have Aaron Rodgers 
versus Josh Allen. And this is the passing of the torch from Aaron Rodgers to Josh Allen. Um, and not in the MVP version, in the Super Bowl MVP version, because that's all I really care about. I don't, you can win it. I don't care if you win 10 MVPs, Josh Allen. You got to give me those Super Bowls. That's that's all I personally care about. And I think a lot of people can agree. But this matchup is awesome. It's in Buffalo, which I think more of these primetime games should have been. But that's a conversation for a different day. Showing, just give me your thoughts on the, this. This is a huge, huge matchup. And one quick thing: the Packers have never won in Buffalo, so that's another little quick tidbit. Yeah. So, so this the domination of this game is going to start with the match, and I'm talking about golf. Okay. So you got you got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> versus Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So we're we're just going to call it what it is. They're going to dominate them on the golf course, and then they're going to he's going to come to Orchard Park. And you don't get his ass whooped there, too. So here's the deal. You know, the Packers come in to Buffalo. I don't know if you remember this game, but Tyrod Taylor was a quarterback, I believe. Yeah, yeah no, it, well, it was. Was it? Oh, was it Kyle Orton? Was it? It was the def- The defense had an incredible game. Mario Williams had a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a great game. Nobody thought the Bills were going to win. I sure yes. the hell didn't. I did. I did an assignment on that when I was in middle school. We had to like write about like a, we did a presentation on like a, a topic that happened that week. Yeah, I did a presentation. I probably don't have. I did a presentation on the Bills. Versus that, I remember that game. I was probably I was in sixth or seventh grade. So, so I mean, so this is going to be. I think this game is in uh, beginning of November into October. But you know, you're going to have the Packers coming into Buffalo on a Sunday night. You know, it's going to be magical. Uh, you know, it, it it's going to be it's going to be magical and awesome and so many things. I mean, plan plan with the Bills Sunday night football. At, I mean, it, it's it's just going to be crazy. But here's the thing: my my issue with the Packers. Who's catching the ball? Nobody. I was about to get to nobody. Christian Watson, who I love. I, I like Christian. Love him. Love him, but that's a lot of pressure. It's like the tra- it? it's the same thing as the Traylon Burks thing. Sterling. It's like the same, it's the same as that thing. You're asking a rookie receiver to do a lot. Well, could he be Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? Sure. Uh, but not everyone's gonna be Jamar Chase. Right. There's gonna be some Jalen Ragers or Devontae Smith is who are good, but they're not elite yet. Like I think Devontae Smith can get there. But he had a rookie year. Like he had a very good rookie year. But you're not like I'm not walking into a game and being feared of Devontae Smith. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson can fear you. They're very, yeah, they're very, very, very good. Um, I think Devontae Smith can get there, and obviously, but I agree. Who is catching passes? And week eight will be a little different. We will know who is producing by that time. Right. Week two against the Titans, we won't. But by week eight, we will know if Aaron Rodgers is uh pissed off or not <laughs> by nobody <laughs> catching passes. Right. And, 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 you know, the thing about, you know, be, them being in the NFC now, where it's the NFC has kind of been depleted. I mean, you're going to see the, the strength of the league is in the AFC. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the Packers coming in here with 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 two losses. Right. A two loss ball club. There's going to be a lot of hype around it. And I, I love I love what you mentioned earlier about, you know, Aaron Rodgers passing the mantle over, baby. Josh Allen's already taken it. Josh <laughs> Allen's already that dude. And, and Aaron Rodgers got the MVP last year. Cool. But I just feel like what, what Josh Allen's able to do right now in his career, I, I just think he's the most well-balanced, well-rounded, real dual-threat quarterback in this league right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson is up there, too, in terms of ability. But Josh Allen takes the mantle in terms of most talented quarterback. So I, I think, you know, the mantle's already been passed over. Josh Allen's taking it. And, and I think this is a game where, you know, again, I think the Bills – uh, can really surprise the NFL and, and the league, but I think the Bills are going to take this game. Yeah, and I wrote in my article, you got two kind of cool things. You got two terrific young coaches, Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur and Sean McDermott, and then you have the matchup of 
Jair Alexander, who just got a huge, huge ass contract, um, highest paid uh, cornerback in NFL history. And the one thing I liked about that graphic uh, was CBS Sports top five highest paid corners, and Trey White wasn't there. And the only corner on that list that was better than Trey White, in my personal opinion, was Jalen Ramsey. So thank you, Brandon Bean, for making Trey White not a top five paid cornerback, which he and his play is a top five quarterback so thank you brandon bean but that's obviously a different conversation <laughs> I, guy alexander versus stefan dinks that's fascinating but outside of that they really have nobody else that can really cover the bills uh receiving corps and i said the bills secondary should have no problem with the packers weapons they sure yeah. obviously aaron Rodgers will cause you problems because he's aaron Rodgers. he's still great and he's still great in the regular season but if you're gonna limit the you know, Christian Watson, the, the Packers receiving core basically doesn't scare me. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are very good running back uh, tandem. For sure. But I feel like they're not Derrick Henry. They're not Jonathan Taylor. And look, this is a game in Buffalo that those should win. Like so this primetime games. I agree. Um, then are they going to win every single one? Probably not, but when they should win. So, so here, here's what, here's something that I'm going to be looking for in this game. I want to know how far, has Gabriel Davis come at this point of the season? It's week eight. He's entrenched as the number two wide receiver in this ball club. I want to know where he's at at this point. We're And we're going to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't for Stefan Diggs, we know he's not catching four touchdown passes in that Kansas City game. Uh, so so this will this will yeah. this will tell us, you know, is he ha, has he taken, you know, that responsibility seriously or lived up to the expectation of being a number two wide receiver? I think by this time in the season, we will know what Gabriel Davis's role and quasi future is. I mean, you gotta, we gotta keep in mind, you know, he's got this year, next year, but I think he's really going to be commanding a $20 million a year contract. These kind of games, I think they're important for him. So we're, I I think it's going to be one of those things, underrated things to be looking for at this point in the season. Exactly. Uh, is coming in big fan of my man Sterling. So what's up, Sterling? Um, and yeah, Izzy, I guess won't be on Sundays, following Sunday, but make sure we check him out. Last two Bills hosting Green Bay 21 13 and 24 to 10. I like the sound of that. Some defensive games by the Bills. Like I said, the Bills have never lost in at home to uh, the Packers. McKenzie has a big day versus Green Bay. That that McKenzie will have his days. Obviously, we saw last year, obviously, that Patriots game or the second Patriots game against uh, in New England. And you have to focus on Davis. You have to focus on Diggs. You have to focus on Dawson Knox and Devin Signature and James Cook and Jamison Crowder. I could just keep going, but um, I'm not. But I kind of want to. Um, <laughs> it's fun when we don't have to, like, stop after two players. And there goes our weapons. I'm Isaiah McKenzie. I'm, I'm excited and this is probably a future topic, but I'm excited to see what Isaiah McKenzie can do in this Ken Dorsey offense. Um, kind of a, see what he what he has in store. So Josh has more rushing touchdowns than Lamar. That is correct, and I appreciate Million Dollar Man. I, that's, that's a tough name. That's a tough name to uh, live up to. Let's <laughs> Buffalo, Christopher, and we got Spin coming in. I don't think Davis is worth a twenty million per year contract. But he's projecting towards that if he can take the next step and develop as the number two wide receiver. I think that's what you were talking about, Stone. Like, not yet, right. but he can get there if the production keeps going up. Right. Correct? Yep. Yeah. So, look, Davis, 20 million. No, not yet. But I mean, it, you got to look. He's even he, right, as of right now. I, it's, I don't think that's a far fetched take just because how the wide receiver market has kind of been reset, right? 
Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if you're going to pay Christian Kirk all that money, yeah, you're going to tell me that Gabriel Davis kinda. can't can't get something similar or, or a lot. I mean, hell, he's making Christian Kirk's getting a bag. So Gabriel Davis getting 20 mil a season. That's not crazy. Yeah, I think the Christian Kirk kind of screwed people over. Yeah. Well, not Christian Kirk, because, man, go get your money. Do you? Go get your money. Right. Not my problem. The Jaguars kind of F people over a little. So we don't want that. Um, is number two worth? Look, I don't know the numbers. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Is a number two worth $20 million? It's maybe eventually. It, it depends it, on what you're off it. It depends on how you want to win. I think that's what it depends on, right? So, so for instance, like, is it worth for, let's say, Tennessee? No. No. But with the Bills and how Josh Allen likes to air the ball out, I think you that's a conversation to be had because we know this isn't a run-centric offense. No. They're very much about spreading it out, throwing the ball. So you need two guys. You need a couple, couple hosses out there. So – I mean, I just don't think it's uh, I think we got to wrap our mind around that the NFL continually changes. Right. And we're as we saw, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be bringing in the bag. So uh, how many wide receivers were drafted? What, seven wide receivers were drafted in the first 19 picks of this last year's NFL draft? I mean, that's a ton of wide receivers. Yeah. It's so a, passing on. Yeah. It's, a passing week. it's, it's, it's Absolutely. passing league. I think the Al Robinson thing is, is that he's coming off a not a productive year. And I, I think what Sterling was getting at, a little off topic here, but I think what Sterling was getting at was if Davis keeps projecting the way mm-hmm. he projected, if he if he flattens, if he obviously flattens out here, then he's probably not worth twenty million. But receivers want to get paid, and that's just the name of the game. You got to pass the ball. That's so you win. Uh, to win championships. Thanksgiving, Sterling. Before we get into Thanksgiving, what is your favorite Thanksgiving meal or food? What's your favorite oh, thing to eat at Thanksgiving, bro? I, I I need some homemade mac and cheese. I need some yams. I see, telling- let me tell you, dog. Let me tell you. Let me t- see. Now I'm passionate, okay? Because I'm from the south, and we know how to eat. I'm telling you, man. Like like Thanksgiving in the south, bro. If you're not in a food coma by eight a.m. with all the stuff that you're eating all the day next long, day or that the next no, day, no, that morning, oh, that morning, you know, it, you're it's 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 game time. I mean, even before you eat Thanksgiving dinner, you're eating all the damn cookies and the the homemade rolls and oh my god, dude! It it, it I'm telling you, Thanksgiving in the South, especially in the black family, bro. It's you talk you think everybody we think Christmas is great. Thanksgiving is like king, buddy. So, so yeah, we be killing it. We be killing food on Thanksgiving. So that's my favorite holiday. So I, I smoke turkey, you know, deep fried turkey. I deep fried my first turkey last year, you know, and I was like, I was impressed. You know, it, it was delicious. I mean, it was so tender and juicy and all the <laughs> things, man. So I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. I my family doesn't do mac and cheese, bro. I. Listen, Why don't you know, I, I've said, I've told people, I, people, my family, we got to do mac. I think mac and cheese is a good. Don't meal. do craft. Don't do no, craft. No, no, no. Homemade. My, my, my mom makes a good homemade mac and cheese, but I want I, mac and cheese. The turkey, I like turkey, a little overrated, but I'll eat the turkey. But I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I think, I think Matt, if I had to go one, probably mashed potatoes is probably mashed with gravy, have to be the gravy, and the gravy has to be warm. Can't be cold gravy. Oh, who eats warm. cold gravy? I'm, you get, I'm not saying I eat cold gravy. I'm just saying it has to be warm, warm mashed potatoes, and that's all you need. But I'm going to extend an invitation. If you ever want to come out and have some good Thanksgiving food, <laughs> you can come fly out here, and I got you. That's all I'm going to tell you. You're going to have some, some collard greens. 
bro, I, 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 listen, we're not just going to give you casserole. You're going to eat some real, some of that real food on Thanksgiving, man. Might have to take you up in your office, Joe. And best thing about <laughs> Thanksgiving is the turkey sandwich. That's not an underrated thing. Oh, that's an it. underrated thing. If you get, if you have good leftover turkey, it's, you can eat for a couple of days. That's not a, that's not a, a bad thing. And need some baked mac and cheese, greens, and my food coma cone. Okay. Yep. So I think Izzy knows exactly. Izzy knows exactly what's up. But food's great, obviously. But we got to talk about the game. And the cool thing is it's at 1230. I'm not saying that. It, like last year we had the Saints game um, on night. I prefer it to be during the day. I kind of like it. I'll be eating my, I'll be eating my meal. Obviously, we eat around like one or two. That's what we usually do. Watching the game. Nobody bother me. Nobody bother me. Don't, don't be bothering me. We're watching the game. And hopefully, we put a beat down on the Lions. We can we'll quickly talk about this game. I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, look, do I think the Lions would be better this year? Yeah. Do I like Dan Campbell? Yeah. I like I like Dan Campbell. I don't I don't hate Dan Campbell. Um. Jameson Williams is cool. I, I love Jameson Williams, but will he be back in time? Aiden Hutchinson was a very good pick at two, I think. Hard to mess that up. Jared Goff is – I got I don't That's know where I'm going. What I was <laughs> go- okay, so everything sounded good till we got the Jared freaking Goff. And Jared and he, Goff is throwing the ball. My That's man is – he's buns. Jared Goff is buns. Yeah. He, he's yeah. just – I don't know. He just – he's trash to me. I, I'm sorry. That would yeah. be, be harsh, but my good. man is buns. And, and until you get a real quarterback – I mean, what's what what's having Jamison Williams gonna do for you? I mean, like, I mean, you obviously that's it's great that you got him. Yeah, I think you know. Yeah, probably. Oh, he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you you got to get somebody in there that's gonna maximize his potential, and so the the lines are a train wreck now. Matt Campbell and the and the whole work hard, and you know we're gonna. You know, eat people's kneecaps and shit, all that, whatever. That, that if you get down with that, by all means, you know, Hannibal Lecter some some damn kneecaps. But you know, I, I do feel like uh, I like where the the direction of the lines is going. But man, the Bills are gonna smash it. But I want to see my guy James Cook. This is a good test for from you know. I, I look at it this way. We'll kind of get an idea of you know where James Cook is. Is he you know this is week twelve, so is he gonna start hitting that rookie wall, right? that's a real thing so typically around that 12th game 13th game where you know the college season is ending right where is he gonna be so so this is one of those games that i'm I'm really interested how the bills use him i know he's not going to get the line share the carries and so forth and he he hasn't had a lot of wear and tear on his body from you know his playing days at at georgia so i just want to see where he's at at this point yeah look it's i like dan campbell i think he's doing well with i i don't hate the Lions. I just don't think at the week 12, this is anything special. I'm going to go. We're going back to some turkey here. Some turkey noodle soup. I don't know what this is. David, I do you know? Am I missing something here, Strong? I, no, I'm not doing that. I don't know what it is. David, <laughs> no disrespect. I appreciate you chiming in, and I want you to chime in every Wednesday uh, for the Buffalo Blitz at 8 o'clock. Maybe you want to comment. I don't know what that is. I, I, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know. Is it turkey? Is it like? Wait, wait. I mean, chicken noodle soup, but instead of chicken turkey, is that what it is? Then that's. I actually- mean, that's what it has to be. I, I'm just not. I don't want to. I don't want to put that turkey it's, in broth. It's probably not horrible. It's probably 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 fine if you do it right. You can put anything with anything at this point. You you, you can work with stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Enough. David David come with the LOL. I don't know. 
David, you know what? Maybe he's just messing with us. He could be just messing. Yeah, he with could us. be, yeah, he, for real. Oh, Puerto Rican dishes are coming in, strong. Oh, Puerto bro, Rican. let's do it. I swear to God, dude. I swear. <laughs> I love Puerto Rican food, man. I love food in general, but Puerto Ricans, man, they women, they women are always on point. Hey, you know they're going to bring the food, man. I'm just telling you right now. I love me some Puerto Ricans, dog. <laughs> For real, bro. Izzy, I know, Izzy, I know I'm new to uh, Built in Buffalo, but I feel like I, I feel like you got we had to have a Built in Buffalo Thanksgiving. Invite Sterling over, get some Buffalo rub wings, people over well, there. Let's go. The Bill's content creator Thanksgiving, and we can just go at each other for two hours. <laughs> uh, going back to football quickly. Izzy likes golf better than you, Sterling. I, I don't hate golf. I don't think I'm where you were kind of on golf, but... I don't think he stinks, but he's not he's nothing special. And I think in in a very good system, he's he can he can get away with being average, but the Lions are not a very good system, so he's below average. I think it's pretty simple as that. Yeah. He he's uh as a Bills fan, we know what below average quarterback play looks like. And I yeah. for me, yeah. you're not real you're not a real team if you have below average quarterback play. And Jared Goff, I'm sorry, man. He just uh you're not winning a Super Bowl. Even though they went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, we saw the limitations in that game. The Patriots scored 13 points. Like the yeah. Rams should have won that game. Yeah. <laughs> had well, they had him. And you could turn anything into soup. I guess that's true. You can turn anything into soup. It's I don't true. know. Do we want to good. turn anything, everything into soup? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's turkey instead of chicken. And I think that's where I think that's where we were going there. So um, yeah, you know what did. Trent Dilfer did one win Super Bowl. And you know what? I had on my other podcast a couple months ago, Brad Johnson on for an interview. That was oh. super cool. Um, but yeah, he, I'm not going to disrespect Brad because he came on my podcast. And I appreciate that. But he wasn't an elite quarterback. He was in a very good system with, with a very, very good defense. Who was on that team? Uh, was it Rondé Barber? Um, who was that at Russia? I'm, I Warren should, Sapp. Thank you, thank you, Warren Sapp. There, um, John Lynch. Was yeah. that, team. that that team was legit. Mike Allstott and running folks over. Yeah, that team was I mean, legit. They, they were they were crazy so, yeah, good. It could be done with an average quarterback, Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson to an extent, but you need to have a legit, legit roster around you. The Lions don't. That's pretty pretty simple. The Lions don't well, have here's the deal though. This is a, this, this is a new day and age of, of of football play, you know, where back then defense are running the ball. Derek that was Brooks. the that, that yeah, Derek Brooks number 58. That that was the 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 king of you know you, if you could run the ball and play good defense that was it right but now you know like we talked about it's a passing league and you got to have a little bit more pizzazz on offense so you need a quarterback that's a point guard and uh, my boy Jerry Goff ain't it so yeah. Dilfer Ray Lewis all the Ter- Tony Saragusa all them dudes man yeah. they were stacked on defense so that, that was a legendary was, defense I was, that was too young Reed but that team was. Legit. Does golf ego take a nosedive? Yeah, probably when you get traded from a Super Bowl team um, to the Lions. And then they win the Super Bowl the next year. That probably can't uh, feel good. And we're going to move on in a second. But uh, I'm underestimating. He means underestimate. He wrote a different comment. I'm underestimating the Lions defense and their drive to win on Thanksgiving. I'm just not going to care about it. So because (laughs) they're the Lions. So we're and I think that's enough about the Lions. And we kind of we kind of got on to the food topic there, which is always fun. But we got another Thursday night football matchup starting. We're going back to New England, and we're ready to kick some ass because it's just simple as that. The Patriots won in Buffalo their first time around. Weather's fault. Blaming the weather. The Bill obviously should the Bills adapted probably, but 
just what you can do about it. Second time, the Bills kind of showed who was boss. And we know what happened in the playoff game, 47-17. Uh, and it probably could have been 67-17 if the Bills wanted to keep going. And they kept going because take all the, the anger um, out on New England and Bill Belichick. And the Patriots, or the Bills-Patriots Patriots matchup, since Tom Brady's uh, has left, those are 5-1 and one against the Patriots. They have two the year before, two wins this past year, and one loss. So those kind of dominated. And I honestly think this might be a hot take. Patriots are the worst team in the division right now. Roster-wise, I think the Jets did enough in the draft to obviously, and in free agency, to get some talent. And they've developed Jermaine Johnson. You got um, Garrett Wilson. You have Sauce Gardner. And they picked up some very uh, solid free agency. You have Carl Lawson coming back on the edge. If Zach Wilson takes that, like, Obviously, the next step, he's not turning into Josh Allen. So if I see that one more time on Twitter, I'm gonna, you know, what's someone? Because I can't do that anymore. But Zach Wilson takes the next step. I think the Jets have a very good shot of being better than the Patriots. This game, this just shouldn't be a contest, in my opinion. Uh, Sterling, what are your thoughts? I, I think this game should it's, – it's the Patriots. So it's always going to be intense because it's a division game. The Patriots have kicked our, you know, what's for a lot of years. The tides have turned. But – I don't see the Patriots' offense like we saw in the playoff game. And their defense, losing – I know I'm going to rant here, but losing J.C. Jackson, who the heck is going to guard Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis or anybody? Like, I have nobody. Yeah, I guess they assume, you know, a little 5'8 Marcus Jones from University of Houston is going yeah, to take the mantle on that. But uh, from a pure roster standpoint, yeah, this probably is the weakest roster. But Mac Jones is better than Zach Wilson for now. Um but you know, when I look at the when I look at this New England team, it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, I, I'm not afraid at all. I mean, you got no. a very limited quarterback athletically. Uh, I think he's still learning the game. I, I don't really have a lot of high praise from Mac Jones. I mean, I think he's okay. He's probably as good as he's gonna get. Let's be honest. But you know, when you when you talk about Bill Belichick, the GM. You take, you know, Cole Strange in the first round, who I felt like was a mid-second or third-round pick. Third and then round. you go and get Tyquan yeah. Thornton in the second round, a guy mm. who, who's not really good at running routes, who I had a six-round grade on him. Ooh. It's because he's fast. So you went to the Al Davis School of GMing, and you go and you take Tyquan Thornton in the second round. And I just – there were guys on the board that were available that were are better prospects than him. I don't understand what New England's doing. Uh, the Bills are gonna they're gonna destroy the Patriots two times this year. We all know it. I mean, that playoff game, man. Uh, it was fun. Oh my god, it was it was, gr- it was I, great. When you hear that, I go to school in Rhode Island, right? So all my friends, I would say ninety five percent of my friends, Patriots fans. So that at school, at school, I have friends I'm from Westchester, New York. So most of my friends here are not Patriots fans. Friends at school, and maybe some of them are watching. Probably not because, and yeah, they probably don't like the Bills, but they're all Patriots fans. So, yeah. Oh, you, I got a quick story for you. This was this is funny, but I was a couple weeks ago at school, and I was wearing this kid had a. I guess I had some Bills gear on, and he went up to me, and he was like, oh, are you a Bills fan? I had a Bills shirt. I was like, yeah, I'm a Bills fan. And he was like, okay. And I was like, what about you? He's like, no, I'm a Patriots fan, but I respect the Bills. And I was like, my mom, I don't need your damn respect, dude. Like, I really, like, cool. He's like, yeah, I don't, Josh Allen's awesome and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, you're like, what? Like, I'm not going to go up to you, like, I respect the Patriots. Like, cool, they're a great franchise. I don't respect them. Like, it's just, I just, it's just, people think the Bills are such, like, these Patriots fans still think that the Bills are their little brother. Not really anymore. Yeah. Uh, no Tom Brady. No. And, and those once in a generation lifetime kind of thing. Uh, Josh Allen is going to. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he, he, he's 
Yeah, we don't need your respect. Like, I was, no. what are we respecting? I don't know. <laughs> I have no. I was so taken back from you. Yeah, it's like back, but I was just like, what? Like, I don't need you. Just be like, thanks, bro. Appreciate like, it. Like, cool. Like, if you were like, a, I've had people I've known at school that like wear Bills jersey and they like this like the. I my biggest thing was like people like wear a jersey or like your Bills jersey. And you're like, oh, go Bills, and they like, no, I just like the color or I like the player, and I'm like, oh my god. You didn't want to make me look like an idiot because I said go Bills and you don't care. And then, like, you like the color? Like, it's blue. Like, or white. Like, cool. <laughs> I I get that a lot. Yeah, that's got to be frustrating, man. <laughs> like, like, so I come from the school of thought, like, if I saw anybody with the Bills jersey, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they, they we share in the same crazy. Right. Exactly. Right? But no, nowadays, no. I mean, when you see NFL.com and their jersey sales, Josh Allen's like number two or number three every single and it's month. And it's not just Bills fans. It's not like the Bills fans don't yeah. push that that much. Bills don't have the big, they might have the best fan base or the coolest or their craziest fan base, but they're not the biggest fan base in that. Right. So, and like, just go by Twitter followers or Instagram followers. Like, we're clearly not the biggest fan base. So people just like Josh Allen, which is cool. Respect us. But like, if I go up to you and say, go Bills. Like, don't make me look like a fool and be like, say like, uh, like, nah, I'm not a Bills fan. I'm like, okay, then I look kind of like an idiot. Um, <laughs> Jets will be our biggest division threat going forward. Maybe not this year, but 2023. And after, I don't hate this. I think the Jets are going in the right trajectory. The problem is if the Jets have another bad year, that's back-to-back bad years with Robert Sala. Like, what do you really do in two bad years? But the biggest thing with this, does Zach Wilson kind of take that next step? in his development of quarterback because if he doesn't then they're not a division threat but their roster is getting better i think their roster is starting to become a, a formidable roster i don't know what are your thoughts on that story yeah i i mean you know joe douglas i mean he's done a a he's, bang up job with yeah. this drafting and constructing this roster and i think quarterback right they just need to figure out the quarterback position uh but i i think the second best roster in the division belongs to the miami dolphins i mean what 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 they have it, i mean you can talk about offense alone I mean, Tyreek Hill, you know, uh, who else they got? Uh, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Mike Gusecki. Now, they do need to fix their offensive line. We'll see what that looks like. And they did, I think they got Taron Armstead, they did. Uh, but he's always injured. But, uh, you know, they got uh, Raheem Mostert. And, and they, get, they got Chase Edmonds, right? Yeah. Chase Edmonds and Miles Gaskin still on the roster. I mean, they, <clears throat> they got a good – and then Javon Holland on defense, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Christian Wilkins. I mean, they got guys now. Like they, 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 I mean, that's a really good roster rated win. But again, Tua. Yeah, that's it. Right. David, David thinks Tua's trash. I don't think he's trash, but I don't think he's anything. And shout out to Dave Myers, founder of Built and Buffalo, with that awesome video of editing. I don't know if you saw it, Sterling. You know the video that Dolphins put out with uh, Tua throwing. Oh out. yeah, 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 yeah. And then Dave Look, edited man. it with Poyer. Catching it, dude. Oh, Dave, Dave is that that man's talented, dude. Oh, he, yes, that no dude is talented, bro. Up, and, and, and yeah, so Dave knows that. You know, he, he knows what's up. But no, nah, yeah. man, that was dope. That was 80, dope. Eighty-five thousand plus views on that. Marcus Jones is a slot cornerback. Yeah, he will. Yeah, but like, who's their outside? I can't think of their outside corners right now. Should I know it? Do I? I really don't want to Google the roster. Do we even care? Probably not. We don't. Nah. I don't think we do. Um, Crowder will take his lunch money. I agree. Um, Mac Jones is at best. Jared Goff. That's probably that's a fair comparison. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, not to be injured or anything, but does anyone know any on, on the four undrafted players that we picked up, up over the weekend? I do not. I don't. I know we're not going to dive into that. Um, I know we signed. They, they signed four undrafted players. I don't know a ton about it, but look, the thing with the undrafted rookie minicamp is very important. 
So see what they do there and training camp and then practice squad. So all that stuff kind of works itself out. Like, I don't really, you don't, I don't think you really, look, you could be those people. I'm not saying it's bad. You can go in depth, watch tape and go read about undrafted guys, but I would wait it out a little, see how they produce. Right. You'll, you'll hear it from reporters, Matt Perino, Ryan Talbot, Sal, like all those guys will give you the information that you need. If they're obviously exceeding expectations or doing their job there. So I don't really think they're, Look, Jalen Watermeyer. They're camp bodies, right? Yeah. And it, look, if they pop like Levi Wallace, then they'll be here and you'll know about it really, uh, really quickly. David, 6 0 division. I hope so. I hope so. Um, Bills, yeah, the Bills run this division. Respect isn't required. Dominance is. That's a good slogan. Respect isn't required. Dominance is. I like that. I think it's a good motto right there. Um, yeah, this is funny. Like Peyton Manning's son, his favorite is Josh players, Josh Allen. It's kind of cool, but yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. We did have a rough weekend, as we did have a rough weekend. We talked about it earlier. Undrafted free agents are not on mind. Yes, obviously. Um, built in buffle, put it on a shirt. I like that. I, uh, Dave, you're listening. I'm assuming you listen. We're, we're, we're gonna trademark this. Respect isn't required. Dominance is, is you're gonna trademark it. Is we got it. That's what we're going with. I, I like it. It sounds pretty cool to me. It sounds, uh, yeah, and the Pats don't have Jonathan Jones. They all they or they they have they do have Jalen Mills. Cool, his cool hair. I like his green hair when he was in uh, Philly. That was kind of cool, but doesn't mean he can guard people. Um, but yeah, so look, it's Patriots are always cool, and I think it should it would be a tough matchup. No, but going to Foxborough is never easy. But right. I don't think the Patriots offense can uh, really keep up with nah. the Bills defense. Uh, Bills offense or even compete against the Bills defense. I know we're pushing 9 o'clock, but we're always free going over. Guys, final primetime game of the year, week 17. The Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals and going up against the AFC champion champion in the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the game where the Bills, we should. this should be a rematch of the AFC championship, honestly. This should have already been played. The Bills should have won. And now we get another little chance to um, get revenge. And this game is very interesting, Storm. Week 17, playoff implications. Should the Bills have the division wrapped up? Probably. But you never know. Um, are the Bengals going to have their division wrapped up? Probably not. Because not saying they're not going to win the division, but you have the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals in one division. And the Steelers are not no slouches. Like, they're Mike Tomlin's great coach. That roster's good. Like, they're going to be always in comp- competition. That AFC North is impossible to, like, predict or even navigate at this point. This game is going to be exciting. You got playoff implications. You got division implications. Two very good young quarterbacks. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game, John? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I, I think, you know, the Ravens are going to win the AFC North. Uh, I think it was a fluke year for the, for the I Bengals. Agree. I agree. I, I like the Ravens a lot this year. Yeah, I think it was a fluke year for the Bengals. Um, it was the most improbable Super Bowl run I've ever seen. Uh, you know, they really didn't have to do anything in the playoffs. But, um, you know, I, I think and this is a good game. I mean, it, it, you're, you're pairing, you know, two really good quarterbacks up against each other. Um there's nothing about the Bengals at home that that scare me. Like I'm good with that. Like Jamar Chase, Trey should be back by this time. You know, I think you put Kyrie Lamont T Higgins. Let's see what's up there. Jamar Chase is the problem, right? Uh, let's see. You know, I, and by this time we'll know the script on whether the Bengals have you know rebuilt that offensive line properly. Let's see if that offensive line is even gelled. You know, Joe Mixon's still a good running back, but at the end of the day. Um, I just don't think they have enough on defense out of Trey Hendrickson. You know, I know that they did get my guy from University of Michigan, 
uh, at safety, Daxon Hill. That's my yeah. guy. But, uh, you know, I, I just think the Bills are going to handle these guys. I'm not really too worried about it. And it's toward the end of the season. I just don't want anybody to get injured at this point, right? So hopefully we have number one seed locked up. That's what I want, that we have that number one seed locked up by this point. So maybe the Bills will have something to play for at this at this point in the season, in week 17. But I do expect the Bills win here. Yeah, I think the implication of this game, why it could be so interesting, like I said, I think that this game could be sealing up, hopefully, that number one seed. So, yeah, I think this game is going to be exciting. Look, are the Bills a more talented team? Yeah, but it's the NFL. It's sports. Right. Stuff happens. Like, it's just, you're not going to win every game. The Bills aren't going undefeated. Newsflash. They're not. So they're going to lose games that they shouldn't. Um, Yeah, and look, this is something that annoys me. Realize only two of our six primetime games are at home. Look, technically the Thanksgiving game is not a primetime. I don't know why they don't call it a primetime. Look, or three is, is it three or six or is it two or six? I think it's two or six. I think you were right, Clark. I saw the comment come in three. And, I think you were right, man. Right? Two and six. It's why Why don't we not know what this is? We ha- I literally have it up here. Look, you're, you're in LA and you're at home. That's one. You're at home again. Yeah, it's two. It's two or six. You're in Detroit. You're in New England. You're in Cincinnati. And you're in LA. Yeah. Well, technically Thanksgiving is not a primetime game, so we gotta say not, but but it is. It is, it is. It's Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving football. Just doing do you, do you does this annoy you how we have technically two like we're the number one odds to win the Super Bowl? Look, I, I don't think we look do preseason odds mean anything? Not always, but the Bills deserve a little more respect. Like I get it, the t- playing at the Titans, I uh, not the Titans, excuse me, playing at the Lions. It's Thanksgiving tradition, I'm not gonna change it. Should the should we play in, uh should we be on the road against the Patriots on a prime time? No, they should be coming to Buffalo. We go ready, so, maybe. Um, so yeah. Here's the reason why I, in my opinion, the Bills don't get a lot of home primetime games because the stadium's crap. That's, you know, and, and the weather. And that's it. Bad. And, and the, the weather. weather bad down the down the stretch of the season. I exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason why. 2026 can't come fast enough. Right. Actually, you know what? No, because then I'll be much older. So. Oh my God, you're a baby. Get out of here. Get I'll out of here. Uh, yeah. Um, Bengals got better this year. Ravens got worse, especially on offense. Don't underestimate the big play Bengals. I see that Monday night is one of our losses. Since he at home is on is at home on prime. And look, Sterling believes in the Ravens. I do too. But look, I said the division could be a crapshoot. The AFC North is a crapshoot in the sense there's so many good teams. And the Deshaun Watson situation, until we hear if he's suspended, if he's not suspended, right. that also has an effect on that division. Because the Browns are a very good team. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, as much as we like to talk about roster construction and players, but coaching matters. And, uh, does, you know, John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the league. And and it's not just John Harbaugh. They, they, the, the Ravens have been littered with good coaching uh, for years in terms of their support staff, et cetera. You know, I, we got it. Like I said, don't let that one year by the Bengals fool you. Uh, you know, we could sit here and say the, the Ravens got, you know, they're not as good on offense, but I get, again, you know, they got better on the line. They're going to have their running backs back. I mean, this is a very run centric offense. And then, you know, you got Rashad Bateman coming in year two. I might think he could be a really good wide receiver. So I wouldn't sit there and say that, you know, the Ravens aren't as good on offense. You get Lamar Jackson back. He's got, he's, he's got something to prove because he wants to get that bag. I think they're going to yeah, be a formidable offense. I'm not just going to say that they're not they're not going to be good on offense, but uh, you know, you for the Bengals. I mean, you 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 know Zach Zach Taylor and those guys. They they got to prove it. They have to prove it. You know, and again, we talk about you know that that 
that X being on the Bills back, I think a lot of teams are going to be looking to, to see what the Bengals are all about. They're going to get gut checked every single week because you were in the AFC title game for all intents and purposes. So yeah. how are they going to, right. How are they going to live up to that expectation or, or, you know, they're still going to be hungry, have that chip on their shoulder um, because they, they did play well down the stretch. You got another year of tape on, on Jamar Taylor. I mean, uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins. How are they going to adjust? You know, these are these are these are really important questions going into the season. Yeah, before we sign off, we'll, we'll look at some more comments because we got to support people. Uh 14-3, not a bad record. Izzy with the super chat can't pick a loss, but I guess a 14-3. I went through the predictors and I had us at 13 and 4. Um, I had a losing one division game to the Patriots. Don't don't come, don't come at me. It's it's football. That's what happens. It happened last year. It's gonna happen. Um I agree. Worst case scenario, 13-4, best case 14. I think 13, I think 12 and 5 to 14 3 is probably my range. What about what about you, Sean? Yeah, you, I I, I need them to be 12 or 13 wins because look, man. I can't do a again. No, I yeah. Can't. Every year you're gonna lose a what the hell game. Or oh, maybe two. Jack, right. Jack so so I think I think the, the Dolphins can get us one time. They, they just play us really tough. The Jets play us tough sometimes too. Yeah, and and I think you know one of these games. I think the Ravens games is a, is a game that the Bills could actually lose. I mean, it's in Baltimore. I mean, it, you know, they're they're a tough team, and, and they're built. You know, they're built from the trenches out, and so they're strong at the yeah. point of attack. You got I think Cleveland. those teams are. Yeah, Cleveland is a. I always feel like Cleveland is one of those week eleven games. So cursed. Watson should be. Back, I don't think he's is he suspended. I don't want to touch yeah. on that, obviously, but I don't think he'll be suspended for the whole year. Right. He, uh, we're not going to obviously dive into that, but I th- most people, what, what you're hearing is that he probably won't be out more four or six games. Right. So he'll be back week 11. And I like this comment. We'll end it on this. Um, no, not we're not ended on this. I just I just clicked the wrong comment. And that's what happens. What would you guys say is our biggest trap game? It has to be a division game, right? Like the Jets or Dolphins. I think it's probably that. Like they're not looking at this. Not losing to Chicago, Minnesota, and then I losing to. Um, would you say I would say the Jets or the Dolphins? I say the Browns. Really? Trap yeah. yeah, I just think the Browns, I mean, they're built. I mean, their offensive line is elite. They got two really good running backs. I think, you know, they can control the clock, right? And, and it's in I believe that game is is it in Buffalo or in Cleveland? I'm not I'm not sure. I think um, it's in Cleveland. Yeah, it's in Cleveland. No, nope, yeah, it's in Buffalo. Oh, it's in Buffalo this time. Okay, I, I just think you know. Buffalo, yeah. How many of us thought that the, the the Steelers are going to beat the Bills at home in the home Nobody. opener? Nobody. Nobody. It's football. I, I, it's, it's football. football. You're going to have one of those what the yeah. hell games, right? Yeah. So I think that's going to be one of them. Yeah. Well, St. Peter's went to the lead eight in March Madness. It's it's yeah. It's, it's sports stuff. Crazy stuff happens. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> As a starting quarterback. Right. Like Dan Marino never won one. As a starting quarterback, like it's just, um, yeah, we'll end it on this, guys. Izzy, I got Chicago late. We should be dominating. We could overlook them. That's also like, I, like the Jets late. You got Jets week 14. You got Miami week 15. One of those two games could be um, a trap game as well as Detroit. Sterling, I appreciate you coming on, man. I just, I, it was a blast. I know we, I know that obviously the Buffalo community is going through a lot right now, and I, hopefully we gave everybody a nice, and over an hour of just relief and just um, just some fun Bills talk. And if you guys ever need to talk, Built in Buffalo is always open for conversation. They do great things. So is uh, Buffalo Rumblings. And, yeah, Stuart, where can we find you? So um, where, yeah, yeah, man. where can we find you, man? 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Burrow Sterling, but uh, Intentional Grounding is my show that, that's out on uh, Monday nights. You can find me at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm still, you know, just talking about, uh, you know, the latest and the greatest Bills news. And I, I'm kind of giving my spin on stuff, my projections as far as statistical output from each position group. Uh, and then, you know, when we get toward the season, you know, my show will turn into uh, a Sunday morning show. So it'll be the pregame show for oh. Buffalo Rumbling. So uh, that's going to be something to look forward to. So that's where you can find me in my work. Hey, guys, make sure you guys always check out Buffalo Rumblings. Obviously, as Sterling. It was a blast to have you on, man. And hopefully, guys, uh, the Bills community can move forward. And uh, just, just what the Bills did today was incredible. And keep doing great things, Buffalo. Um, guys, as well, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, Built in Buffalo. Hopefully, you guys check us out on all platforms. We'll be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Akeem is coming on from Conflict of Interest. So, A. Rich is coming on for next Wednesday. So, that should be awesome. 8 p.m. Tomorrow night, guys, breaking tables, 7.30. Tampa, Neil, and Brian. And, guys, will give you a nice laugh for about an hour. 7.30 tomorrow night, breaking tables. But, once again, this was the Buffalo Blitz um, every Wednesday on Built in Buffalo Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Sterling, once again, have a good night, man. I appreciate you coming on. Go Bills. Go Bills, guys. Everyone have a good night. Stay strong, Buffalo. We're all here for you. And, guys, have a good night and go Bills.